What is up, everybody? You are checking out the World of WWE podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ant, and I am joined by my two What's friends. What's up, guys? Here. It's Macho Man Dan. And, and my also our new um, newcomer to the podcast, our friend Will. Thank you for joining us, Will, tonight. No, thank you for having me. Will, why don't you just tell, since it's your first night, tell a little bit of our listeners about yourself so that they can get a little bit of introduction from you. Uh, my name is Will. I'm from the East Coast, originally from uh, right outside of Boston, now living in New Hampshire. I've been a fan of WWE since the mid-90s, about 94, 95, and I've been a fanboy, fanboy of it ever since. Nice. Of course, yeah. Uh, I- also, everybody, do not be... Do not think something's wrong. I know we have a lot of newcomers on here. I know that, but trust me, you'll like him. Yeah. He's going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Positivity, Polly. Don't you uh, dare be sour. That's right. So, yeah, so. Because we got welcome. the power of positivity. We do. So, yes, we are the World of WWE podcast. Thank you for checking us out. You can check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are streaming. We are also available on YouTube. Just type in the World of WWE Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. Why, Dan? Because it's so easy, guys. It, ta- it, it takes a split second to do it, and it saves you like five to ten minutes having to find the video that's brand new. So. Yeah. You get like a little notification ding and then like it tells you what episode is new. So make sure yep. you subscribe there. And also, you know, follow us on Instagram. We're on their world.wwe. We're also worldwide. That's right. We are also we are also on um Facebook, the World of WWE podcast. Check us out there. And yeah, thank you for listening to us. I will drop all of the links and stuff in the description. So, yeah. So, we are here. You are listening to our recap of Monday Night Raw from September 20th, 2021. They're live in Riley, North Carolina. Before we jump into it, how are you guys feeling about the show overall? Your your initial quick thoughts. I, I think, was excited I think for they're it. scared of AEW1. And this is they're getting it's getting stale. I don't think they really have much to work with. Now they keep like you see the same feuds happen over and over again. I think they're struggling with creativity right now. Mm, yes. It, it, well, yeah. like I mean, I was excited because you know we're gonna see like Roman and, and the Usos on Raw for like the first time in like a goddamn year. But like at the same time, yeah, it's kind of lackluster considering the fact. Oh, we got the same feud for you. Here's a, here's another episode of Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it ends up. Like, I, I'd always joke around with Carlos about how, like, oh, it's SmackDown. Of course, Roman Reigns is going to open up the show again. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's been pretty repetitive on Raw lately. But the show did start off with showing. With the head of the table. No, I'm kidding. It was Biggie. It was Biggie, yes. He uh, cashed in his Money in the Bank contract last week on Monday Night Raw to become the new WWE champion. I think he's, like, the only, like, sixth African-American champion in WWE history. I thought Kofi was, like, the first. 
No, the Rock was no. Uh, what, the uh, Rock was top three, wasn't he? Yeah, something like no, that. No, like I thought. No, I thought Kofi was like the first born African American. Not like, not like you know. Yeah, never he, was mind. The, he was the first African born, but as far as like the African American spectrum, uh, like the Rock, which I mean, he's half Samoan, so it depends if you count him or not. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, Kofi yeah. Lashley. For whom I'm missing two other people. Ron, Booker I mean, T. not WWE, but Ron Simmons was WCW champion. Booker T. Booker T was a yeah. world champion. But we're only talking about WWE champion. We're probably only talking about WWE champion. Yeah. Well, can I just say something about the uh, the promo really quick about, like, the Big E promo? Well, let, let's get the... into it first. Hang on. Or do you – does it have to do – It has to do with, like, a thing that he said that just, like, was really a really touching moment. Okay, so why don't I – I'll go over the promo and then you can talk. I'll go to you first. Okay. okay. All right, okay. so Biggie comes down with the New Day. They're back together. And what I really liked about News, New, New Day, Biggie's attire was it was a little nod to the Fugees and Lauren Hill. They had a song called Ready or Not back in the day, and the words were written on it and a lot of the – the attire that Biggie was wearing had symbolism from that album. And the New Day, of course, were wearing their Outsiders, Kevin Ash, Scott Hall gear, which I really, really like. But Biggie takes the title, takes the microphone. The fans chant, you deserve it. He tells the fans that, they're, that you know, we're the best. He goes, it may not be November 25th, but I'm thankful. He's thankful that the, chance, that the fans chanted New Day rocks, as well as New Day sucks. He's also grateful for all the fans that lost their minds when he became WWE champion. And then he mentions, which I think is the moment, Dan, that you're talking about. You could say what happens because it's something that you wanted to say. Yeah, it, it's basically Big E says that he's thankful for his fans and he's also thankful for his friends. I can't speak for his friends and his fans. Yeah. He's also thankful for that one friend up in the heavens, a.k.a. Brody Lee, which is a very heart-touching moment, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, that that was a very nice moment. I'm not gonna lie, I got a little emotional when I heard that. Yeah, yeah, it is sad. Um, I mean, then I, the crowd ch- started chanting Brody Lee and everything. It was it was a really nice, sweet moment. It was, and I think a lot of people seem I don't want to say forget, but like when even though a wrestler might work for another company, it doesn't mean that like the friendships over there mean any less. Just because they, I like the fact that WWE isn't exactly being spiteful, considering the fact that he did work for WWE and then Mm. then he went to AEW. I like that WWE isn't being like, oh, he worked for a different company, so we can't like say anything about him now. Like we, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. I'm grateful that I'm very happy that that they did it. Yeah. So I yeah I was too, Um, and I think it was good that they finally allowed someone to memorialize him like that on TV. It wasn't like the way AEW did it, but so back to the promo. So basically, Big E said that the celebrate. He's like, you know, they're gonna celebrate, but then um, they talk about how it's gonna get cut short because they've got business to tend to with the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, and their cousin, the Tribal Chief, at the table. You know, this is gonna be a good match, considering the fact, like with the matches Usos and New Day have had in the past. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to be a good one. Yes. It's going to be a banger. It, it sure and it definitely was. Basically, 
Big E says that Raw is their show and they'll send the bloodline packing. Do you know why? Because New Day rocks. New Day rocks. We're not on point, guys. We have to be on. Ready? One, two, one, two, three. New Day rocks. New Day rocks. Where's my trombone? No, I'm just kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> Pull it out. Um, that's what she said. So, um, <laughs> there. So they do have the, the six man tag match. The New Day taking on the Bloodline, of course, with Paul Heyman by their side, and the Bloodline actually ended up getting the win after four. And then, lo and behold, an angry Bobby Lashley comes down to the ring. Yes, he did. Yeah. He came down, former champion, and he spared Big E at ringside, and he drove Kobe Kingston headfirst into the ring post, and then he attacked Jimmy Uso, sent Jay into the ring steps, and then um, he gets a spear from, oh, well, angry, Xavier Woods gets, gets a spear from Roman Reigns after the match. A lot of stuff's happening here. After the match, Bobby Lashley gets in the ring and then spears Roman Reigns, and then Picks up Biggie and then spears Biggie through a barricade. Lashley looked like a fucking monster beast in this moment. Let me throw it to Will. What was your take on the match and then um, what happened after? Well, at first, I may have confusing the rules, but that was just a normal six-person tag match. I thought – I was confused that they still let it go and let Roman pin Xavier. I thought that should have ended in, in a DQ because someone from the outside came and attacked. Uh, I get why they did it, but it still could have ruined a good match. But then again, that's also like a main event pay-per-view style match. They probably don't want to waste it on 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 a uh, TV show. Uh, I mean, Bobby Lashley, I, I like this Bobby Lashley. I hated when they did like the VIP lounge and he had like the girls and the champagne. Like he just he was getting soft. Like Bobby Lashley with his physique and and his, his aggression, like he's got to be mean all the time. Like he has to be angry and he has to pretty much whip everyone's ass. What he's been doing. I'm glad that he he did lose the title, not because I don't think he's a good champion, but if you have the same same person constantly winning, constantly being champion, it does you don't want to watch it anymore because it gets gets predictable, like how Roman Reigns run right now. I get why again, I get why he's he still has a title, he's a great hill champ, but he's beating everyone he's he's going up against, so he's just, there's no one left for him to fight. And I guess that's why they brought in Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Okay, good take. I do agree. Like. <laughs> He doesn't. It does look better when he's tough and the monster, rather than the ooh, the the red carpet stupid VIP lounge shit. Uh, Dan, what are your takes? Well, I was very surprised that they had the magic that like to start off the show. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I feel like that was a bit of a hot shot move to do that, but I mean, okay, that's cool. The match was definitely a good one. I have to agree with Will. I'm surprised that they um, continued the match. I mean, considering the fact that I thought it was a normal one. Why they kept it going is beyond me. But you know WWE, they like to change the rules and make us think, make us think oh, it's okay. It's, it's all okay. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't care for Bobby Lashley. Like, I think he shouldn't be... I don't even think he should have been in the main event picture. I never liked him. So, it's like, okay. But I do have to say another thing. Even though I don't like him, I do have a respect for him. And 
with all that, I'm at least glad they don't make it look like, oh, yeah, he was a world champion, but we're not going to throw him away and act like he didn't exist. Because, like, they do that with a lot of champions. Like, Kofi, he won the, he lost the title, but he never got his shot back at it. So, like, at least they're not going that route. But, I mean, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I wonder my I guess my question for it is like where it's going to go from here like are we going to see a triple threat down the line somewhere cuz now Bobby Lashley is getting involved in the mix Well, you will find out later that night. Mm, exactly. Mm. You caught my drift there. <clears throat> so, um next, I mean, I'm I'm going to kind of like quickly skim over this part, the backstage the backstage segments. Randy Orton's backstage, he has headsets on, Riddle walks in, and they joke, you know, Riddle's just being his funny self, you know, can we listen to the same Spotify playlist? He starts talking about the Lion King, and uh, pretty much says that he'll work hard to break a few of AJ Styles' ribs, this is Randy Orton speaking, and he thanks Riddle for the headphones. So just a couple, like a silly segment between the two of them. Then... We see Eva Marie before the match. She's going to be taking on Dewdrop tonight. I can't stand Eva Marie. Thank you. I agree with you, Will. They release all this talent and then bring her back. Why? Well, also, I'm sorry, but I have to say this. Eva Marie didn't even try and better herself in that ring. People like Lana, people like, like her, they try and at least better themselves and they don't get a spot. But no, let's give it to Eva Marie, somebody who doesn't even Lana, give a shit about the fuck. Wait, Lana? She, I just give an example. She at least better herself in the ring. She's had at least a few okay matches. I'm not going to say Which she's a one? wrestler, but. Which well, Lana, we, we can all agree. Lana was a terrible wrestler, but she, she tried to get better. It's just to no avail. That's my point. Eva exactly. Marie just sucks. That's my point. That's my point. But Eva Marie, she don't give two shits. She's, she's just going she's to just, the race. She's just eye candy. That's all it is. Well, she says that she doesn't want to shame anyone, but look at Eva Marie. She goes, now look at Dewdrop. Eva says that she's put together while Dewdrop is a mess. And girls like Dewdrop can never beat a woman like her. Oh, bullshit. She and, uses her looks to get everything. Yeah. And, who, and, and may I say, She's not the prettiest looking woman ever. Ugly. She's attractive, I think. Um, but that's it. And then like, you have a different taste than when I than what I did. Jesus. She's not drop dead. hundred percent. Um, I mean, she definitely loses a couple points when she starts talking. Her voice. Yeah, exactly. Her voice. Like every time I hear her voice, I I hope she steps on a Lego. Yeah. So basically, Dewdrop gets the you know obviously quick victory. She gets the senton splash. And then she hits a low cross body for the win. And then Dewdrop looks in the camera and yells that the evolution is dead. So, Dan, what did you think of the match and this whole new sort of character now? Are they going to stop evolution, Eva Marie versus Dewdrop anytime soon? I fucking hope they get rid of Eva Marie. I don't think she should have ever come back. I was, th- I was hopeful. I was saying, okay, maybe she tried to better herself a little bit. No, she didn't try at all. Fuck her. I don't, I don't think she deserves to be in that ring. I think she should be fired. But no, no, whatever. Um, at least Dewdrop's doing okay. I mean, like, I hate the name. I hate Dewdrop's name. That's a stupid fucking name. Um, but, you know, it's, 
she kind she did the best she could to make it good. She did the best she could, and I'll give Dewdrop props for that. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, it was a shitty match. Don't get me wrong; it was a really shitty match, but it was a waste you know, of five minutes. Yeah, yeah it, it was literally a waste of that time. How about you? You know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like the old divas matches, like WWE used to have. Like they used to put on just like fucking filler. That's what that is. Like the, like the old school oh, fucking Tory Wilson, Stacey Keeler. Yeah, match. that's like exact. That's exactly filler. what it reminds me of. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Listen, I hear you guys, but I will never complain when I see Stacy Keebler on my TV screen. Especially those those legs, cause legs for days. Dude, there you go. Those, damn. Tori Wilson was attractive, but I was always Stacey Keeler was always Trish Strauss is my number one. Oh, if Lita ain't number one, we can't be friends. Oh, well, Lita's definitely my number one. For me, Trish is my like Lita is sexy as like listen, Lita's like up there, don't get me wrong. I actually met Lita. Awesome woman. Just saying. <laughs> Dude thinks he's cool. Awesome woman. <laughs> Did you guys do you guys text every night, Dan? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talk about her dog and how she went to like Mexico and you know Maybe. important things in her life. You're just jealous, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I I probably am, to be honest, because fucking Carlos even got to meet Zelina Vega and I was fucking livid about that. Zelina Vega is also one of my favorites too. Um, yes. I liked her better as, as a manager than a wrestler. Yeah. Um I don't well, and that's the thing too with WWE is that like I feel like they don't allow like we were just talking before we were on the air. Dan and I were talking too about like Ruby Soho, for example. Like when she was in WWE, I didn't really care about her. She's Ruby Riot. Her character was kind of like bullying. They try all kinds of. Different he was with the Riot Squad. Yeah, the Riot Squad. Literally, there's no memorable moments that I. Can, I think the only one that I'd say I can really remember Ruby Riot. From was when WrestleMania 37 happened and her fucking attire. That's the only thing I could say I remember about her. Oh, the Joker. Sidebar: yeah. did, did anyone ever think that the uh, uh, the Riot Squad was kind of like a wish brand of Absolution? Like I found so many similarities. Ruby Riot and Paige are like like the the pale goth ones of the group. You had Mandy Rose and uh, Liv Morgan, like the hot blondes. And then you had Sarah Logan and um, Sonya Deville as, like, the muscle. Let's be yeah, honest, Logan. though. Let's be honest here. Both teams were pretty shitty. Let's be honest here. Both teams were pretty shitty. Yeah, tough to watch. But I was like, I was like wow, they really just – Because if I, if I remember correctly, Absolution debuted as a stable first. And then the Riot Squad think, came on. No, I think the, the Riot show. Squad actually debuted as a, as a thing first, I think. I don't know. That's just – I don't know. I think. I don't remember. I know that they. Came I think. Out I'm pretty sure the Riot Squad was first. Well, back to the match. Um, yeah. <laughs> Phil, what did we you get think? off topic a lot. What did you think of this? Well, I know you said that was kind of like a waste of five minutes. Anything uh, else, or do you just feel like it was just a waste of time? But at, at first, I, I the whole evolution it was just fucking dumb. I hate that they brought her back, and it pissed me off. But then I then I started like after watching the matches and their stupid feuds and segments backstage or whatever, I started to think like did they just use Eva Marie as like a, a jobber to make Dewdrop seem more relevant or important? Like was just like her first there was someone that they could afford to have Dewdrop beat consistently when no one's gonna care. 
before they like give her real opponents and how are they going to play that in? And then I, I just think that she's just going to flop and she's not going to be much more than what she is now. The, the match itself was fucking dumb. I don't, like I said, waste of five minutes. It, it hurt to watch. True. All right. I hear you, man. I agree. Next, we see that they decide to make a triple threat match between Big E, Roman Reigns, and uh, and look who and look who literally spoiled it, huh? Look, look at you, Anthony, spoiling it for the for everybody. I kind of have a like. Uh, I'm actually well. It's actually the fact that I'm psychic and a medium. <laughs> That's really. Can weird. we get like a, like a like a, a bell for when it's gonna be a spoiler alert so everyone knows? Yeah, ding ding ding. Sorry, guys. I just ruined it. Well, I said, I said, could there possibly be a triple threat match in the future? All right, but let's be fair. Let's be fair. When you see something like that happen, you're pretty damn sure you're going to see a triple threat match. Let's be fair here. Which I hate. I wish it wasn't so obvious sometimes, but. Yeah, everything's so damn obvious. But at the same time, at least they're not just, like, throwing it as filler. They're, like, you know, they're doing it because at least it kind of makes sense. Biggie, not Biggie, I'm sorry, Bobby Lashley is pissed off that, you know, Biggie took his title. And I and I understand that. That's a, that's a good thing they did right there. But, you know. Eh. So, next up, yep, next up we have Raw Tag Team Champion Randy Orton with Riddle taking on AJ Styles with Omos. They had a good match. There's a moment where pretty much AJ Styles goes for a springboard. I think he goes to hit his phenomenal forearm, but he gets down when Randy Orton, like, goes to hit an RKO, like he's teasing him with it. And then he ends up hitting a hanging DT and then an RKO for the win. Will, what were your thoughts on that match? I personally have fully enjoyed any and every match between Randy Orton and AJ Styles. I think they, it, it, for, it's, they're both seasoned vets. And I think their chemistry is 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 phenomenal. No point intended. AJ Styles being in the match, uh, I think it was the second time he went for a phenomenal forearm, which Randy tried to go for the RKO, and they both like stopped and like pointed at each other. Mm-hmm. I, I got a nice chuckle out of that. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought the match overall was good. I could definitely see those two, uh, you know, before they both hang up their boots, you know, both being uh, champion of of their respective brand and competing against each other. I think you know it's one of those where you won't get let down. At the same time, you know, from them being in the business so long, you know their movesets, you can kind of call what's going to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. I I agree, man. I, I hear you. Okay. Dan, your take. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Before, the, before I say anything about the match, I just want to say something. I've noticed one thing. That AJ Styles has fallen down the card so hard. Like, ever since he lost the title to John Cena in 2017, I don't think I can honestly say that he's been a very relevant superstar, which it pains me because I'm a very big AJ Styles fan. But, um, anyways. Um, <laughs> What's the, uh, old, the old curse of Cena? Well, I mean, like, I'm just saying because, like, AJ Styles, he's a big threat. In like, realistically, just because he's not tall, he's still a very big threat. He's an, he's a great wrestler, but they don't use him anymore like they used to. They He was an awesome heel. And don't get me wrong, he's an okay heel right now with Omos, but he's so much better when he's, like, the top guy of the brand. Like, when he was 
on SmackDown and he had the WWE title, he was the face that ran the place and shit like that. That was awesome, but no, now that he's on Raw, he has to be in the tag division with Omos. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad to see him doing new things, but at the same time, he has fallen down hard because they don't put him as a threat anymore. But anyways, the match was a good match. I love I love watching Orin versus Styles every time it happens. Um, I was a little upset that Omos and AJ lost the titles in the first place. I feel like they could have done a lot better if, you know, they were actually given a chance. But, I mean, you know, Orin and Riddle, they have potential to be a really good, you know, tag champs. I mean, they haven't really done shit since SummerSlam, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, a lot of the storylines get stale to me. Um, I do like the matches, but again, it's like, like you guys said, you've enjoyed all the matches they've had, but like now it's like they've had like, what, like four or five? Um, but anyways, it's still good to see because they're both tremendous athletes. And trust me, I would much rather see what I saw on Raw between the two of them than what's been going on the past like months and well, past years. Next yeah. up... We have Nia Jax taking on Shayna Baszler. And uh, lately, Nia's character has been like, you know, almost like. Fuck she, Nia Jax. Get her off the damn TV. She she's, really, she's, she's just a, a big individual who doesn't have a purpose in the business. No, like she, really. She's not skilled, has no, has no skills. I call Nia Jax the female Ryback. She's literally fucking female Ryback. She injures everybody. She's not smart. Shit, she's just... I hate her. I hate her. And she has the, the same, what, a f the leg drop or the Samoan drop? Though that's literally her only two fucking moves. Or she'll punch you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. So these two are just... They used to be tag partners. They're fighting. Well, also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I also want to say this. Why the fuck did you not release Nia Jax? You released Braun Strowman. You released people like that. But no, let's keep Nia... Jacks. Yeah, that's cool, WWE. Leave that's a total alone. smart move. Leave her alone. Well, they had no, to keep the women's tag somewhat relevant. She fucking injured our truth. Leave her alone. You're supporting her doing that? No, I find that hysterical that our truth got injured. Because yeah, dude, that was oh, funny, but still, fuck no, Nia Jax. She sucks. I hate her. Yeah, a lot of people don't, like, agree with you guys. I, I, I hear you. So, basically... The two of them are fighting, and fucking Naya keeps lifting up Shayna Baszler, but Shayna continues to apply the Kira Fuda clutch, and the referee ends up stopping the match. And then after the match, Baszler just fucking beats the shit out of Naya. She puts the she steps on Naya's arm, and then Naya like screams, ah! like screaming really bad. Nia like begged her not to do it, and yeah. Question: Does anybody true. remember Nia Jax's "My Hole"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That didn't make any that sense. That was when she was beefing with Lana. Yeah. Yep. So but no, then, I hate it. I hate the fact that they have to make Nia Jax look big and tough just because she's a big woman. Fuck her. She sucks. Why? Yeah. She's not a good wrestler. You have a fucking hatred for poor Nia. I do. I hate her so much. She doesn't deserve to be on WWE. So Kick basically, Nia, not Nia, Shayna jumps on Nia's arm and then she screams in agony and then Shayna just looks away. She looks like she doesn't want to do it the whole time, but she ends up actually executing it and jumping on her arm. Really quick, what are your thoughts? 
I mean, kind of. So you already I mean, I'm pretty sure you already know my thoughts. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you know. I'm excited. I for me, I'm excited to see Shayna Baszler go on her own at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, at least Shayna can. I mean, I feel like it's a little too late for Shayna. I'm sorry, but like, she she was good. Like, she was gonna be good when she was gonna go against like Becky Lynch and everything. But when she lost to her Mania, and then she kind of fell down, and now she's like with Nia and everything. I feel they, like they, it's just they a little too late Sh- for they, her. They brought up Shayna from NXT at the wrong time. Because they, they, they brought her up. She was, what, one of the baddest bitches in NXT as far as, you know, win streak. She was a two-time NXT Women's Champion. And, you know, she was dominating. And then they, they bring her up. And, you know, she goes to the Elimination Chamber and eliminates everybody. Well, she had four eliminations. Yeah, everyone she eliminated. And then they put her up against Becky. Pound, pound for pound, skill-wise, there's no way Becky wins that and comes out on top. And that's obviously it's kayfabe. But then Shayna loses. And then, like Dan says, she just went further and further down the fucking ring. Uh, they they put her in a tag division, and it was that division for women right now is just weak as it is. There's no one credible. They keep making up new tag teams. They they put fucking uh, Lana with um, Naomi. That that fucking flopped. And it's just like there's, they there's had nothing. La- for her. They had Lana and Oscar at one point. Charlotte and Oscar. Yeah, very strange. There's, there's they have nothing for her to do, especially on Raw with. With uh, I mean, I don't want to ruin the segment, but the current Raw Women's Champion and what's going on with that feud, and yeah. she's just she's just a lingerer who's going to stay there to do whatever they can fucking think of. They're better putting her on a different show or putting her back in NXT. The NXT Women's Division by far is a lot better than the main roster right now, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Speaking of tag teams, next up we have the team of Mustafa Ali and Mansoor taking on the the cousin tag team of Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. You liked how I did that there? See, what's it kind of make it a little mm. bit more Hispanic sounding, hopefully. Uh, you fancy, anyways, huh? Anyways, <laughs> crickets. So pretty much it was a good tag match. Carrillo and Garza end up getting the win after Carrillo applies a submission and then Garza drop kicks Ali in the face and Umberto makes the cover for the win. I'll start with you, Will. What are your thoughts on the tag team of Carrillo and um, Garza? What do you think of the match? Uh, I think the I think the match uh, for the most part was was pretty was fairly decent. You know, I'd, I'd give it about a B plus. I personally think Mansoor and Mustafa Ali is, is a jobber tag team. I mean, other than uh, those two dudes from the Ascension, not Ascension, fucking Retribution, yeah, like, they don't they haven't won anything or beaten yeah. anybody. Um, I think they're just a job. It could be especially because they're going back to Saudi Arabia soon. They could just be keeping that around as a thing. Um, but I think uh, Garza and Carrillo, that, that could be a potentially good good tag team if, if they don't just squash them for, for everybody else. Okay. All right. How about you, Dan? What are your thoughts? I mean, realistically, the match, just a bathroom break for me. I don't care. Okay. Well, I didn't give. I couldn't give two shits about it. I really couldn't. Okay. I was excited to see Angel Garza <clears throat> back because I really like him. I think he's a really great talent, and Umberto is good too. I literally so, completely forgot these guys were even on the roster. If I'm being honest, Carrillo keeps getting his ass kicked by Sheamus every chance he gets. <clears throat> Angel Garza wasn't shit when fucking uh, Andrade left. Yeah, but what sucks about Angel Bulag, Garza they squashed him too. Where he was paired with Andrade, like in NXT, he was really, really good. And then he got brought up, and then his gimmick is giving roses to everybody. I mean, he kind of did that in NXT, but it wasn't as like 
focused it like that. But with his fucking breakaway pants and yeah. So next we see Nikki, Ash, and Rhea Ripley on the stage, and they're both cr- crying about Connor's cure, and you know they're gonna be pediatric cancer, and tonight, um, they're dedicating their match to the kids. So. When, when that happens, you're pretty damn sure they're going to win. I wish they lost. <laughs> I mean. That sounds so wrong, but I hate I hate to say this, but I agree with you. I wish that, that the kids and, and that hurts me, too, because I'm a very big uh, Rhea Ripley fan. Well, <laughs> the women's tag team championships are on the line. The champions, Natalia and Tamina, defending against Nikki, Ash, and Rhea Ripley. We have new women's tag team champions after Natalia went to apply a sharpshooter on Re- on Nikki, but Nikki Cross, well, <laughs> Nikki almost a superhero, rolls her up, and they are our new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Dan, tell me your thoughts on the new Tag Team Champions. I mean, I'm happy because, I mean, Rhea has a belt again, but, like, at the same time, I don't feel like it's very relevant. Like, I don't feel like oh, yeah, she's going to be a great tag champion. This is literally a new team. They just I guarantee they came up with it yesterday. Like, this is some good shit. Yeah. No. It, it, didn't they, like, I guarantee, I don't think I've even seen this t- team on TV before, and they just win the tag titles? Yeah, well, that totally been, makes fucking been, sense. For, like, the past, like, two weeks after SummerSlam, they've been making them, like, team up. Which, realistically, in my opinion, makes no sense, because, yeah. I mean... Which literally makes no fucking sense, but yeah, I mean, okay. It's stupid that they win it after being a tag team for two fucking weeks. But I mean again, I guess I'm happy that Rhea has a title. Because again, big Rhea Ripley fan, but okay. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, truthfully. Alright. I hear you. How about you, Will? What are your thoughts? I think the whole match sucked. I don't, I don't like Natalia as a wrestler, because you you can see like she's such like a a choreographed wrestler. Like I, everyone knows it's kayfabe scripted. Everyone's got their spots, their moves. Hers are just so fucking obvious. Uh, I think th- them giving her and Tamina the belts was pity to begin with. And I just, I think they both they both suck. I think the women's tag division sucks. All the the, the talent in the women's division is all in NXT, and. I guess no one in creative sees that apparently, and maybe it's just me who thinks that. But I think the 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 tag division for women in WWE is fucking garbage. It is straight garbage. Like Dan said, they just keep creating random fucking teams and putting a belt on them. There's like the only, only like real- two actual like real solidified teams now in WWE. Not really I mean, at least at least Natalia and Tamina were tag like they were a tag team for like. A while. It's not like you just put them together and give them the titles. No. And, like, they did have a few tag teams that were, like, good. Like, they had Bailey and Sasha. They had Nick Cross that was as and good Alexa as gonna Bliss. Get for, for the women's tag division. That and um, uh, Asuka and um, fuck, what was her name? Charlotte? No, the other, the other uh, Japanese. Oh, uh, Kyrie Sane. Oh, Kyrie yeah, Sane. Like, like you know, the Kabuki Warriors, that uh, could have been a great, a great tag team. Then they got desperate and put fucking Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke together, and they just went out the blonde bombshell look, dude. The women's tag division. I mean, stopped, I dude. mean, hey, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot should have held those titles, but no, they never did. 
And then, I mean, although I, I hate, I hated them. Their voices pissing me off. But least like the Iconics was like a genuine tag team. I love yeah. the Iconics. They were. Ooh, yeah. I love the Iconics, man. All right, we're iconic. So next up, we have Alexa's Playground, and Alexa Bliss is in the ring. Actually, and- I want to say something really fast. Actually, so apparently, a lot of people were leaving the building at this point when when that segment started started to happen a lot of people were leaving yeah i read that too i heard that so she introduces the soon-to-be former raw women's champion charlotte flair is what she says about her she she basically you know flair says that um she remembers when alexa bliss used to be a competitor she's waiting for the hocus pocus and tricks up her sleeves um bliss just wants to have fun and she calls flair the fun police she picks up Charlie, the doll that she made for Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte just says that she misses the old Alexa Bliss where five feet of fury and championship material. Flair mentions that Bliss is fragile and this is all a ruse to hide behind. Instead of holding titles, she's holding dolls. And so then she goes, she wonders how she went from main eventing WrestleMania 35 to fighting a woman dressed as a child. And she will beat the sense back into Bliss. And so basically said, um, they get it, but who is Flair without a title? If Flair doesn't have a title to brag about, she has nothing. Bliss basically doesn't need to play mind games to expose Flair's insecurities. Um, and then they end up, which is actually kind of funny, they mention, um, what was the line? Oh, this is it. She goes, um, she goes, what would Flair say to people if she lost a title? Bliss says it's not originally hers. And then Charlotte Flair goes, let's not talk about originality. That was the funniest dig I've ever heard in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then um, she goes, Bliss says she didn't give the doll to Flair to play mind games. It was a pity gift. Even a self-centered bitch like Flair deserves happiness. And then, then basically Flair attacks Bliss. And then Bliss is eventually able to get back control. But then... Flair again takes control. She rips the head off of Charlie and Bliss punches her and then hits a DDT. <laughs> Long segment. Charlotte walks off the stage, setting up for their Extreme Rules match. Quick thoughts on this guy. Wait, I don't think it's Extreme Rules match. I think it's just for the uh, Raw Women's title. It's just, it's just a match at Extreme Rules. Yeah. yeah right, which is, when I yeah. want to point this out. Literally, no match on the card. Is that it extreme? One, the Roman Reigns and Demon is the. Um, I don't think that's an Extreme Rules match. I think it's just for the title. Well, I heard it was Extreme Rules. I oh, I'll, I'll look this up but... really fast. WWE Extreme yeah. Rules. Um, what did you think, Will? I don't know. Um, Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay, her- yeah. I, I guess they must have just made it like an Extreme Rules because last time I checked, it was not. Yeah, so, I had to make one of them extreme. So, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to say that. Oh, no, that's fine. Go ahead, Will. Um, Alexa, Alexa's character kind of like got less into, in my opinion, got less interesting when the fiend stopped. When when he's the one who stopped appearing, and then two when he got released, like that, his his gimmick was the main premise of her building her character, and then he left, and still like, okay, well, we still want to go with this, so it's it's on you now, and it just got like, I don't know, I guess I sometimes I get excited when she comes on, cause I still like, I'm hoping the fiend comes back. But she's going to have to go back to her, her original character. I think Charlotte well, had, had a lot of money with that. Well, I, will, I want to say this. 
the whole reason the fiend was actually released was because he kind of asked for it because like he didn't like the way the creative was doing his character. And then I know he's going through some stuff when Brody, when Brody Lee passed away. Like, like I'm not saying like you know I, I get why he he left and and you know you got to do his best best for yourself. But Alexa's character now was pretty much just based off of off of that, and then now he's gone. Yeah. So now she, they kind of like wanted her to pick up kind of where he left off or try to still build the the morale with that. But it's like she, you know, again, creative sucks, and you know she's doing the best that she can, you know. But it's yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not as exciting as it used to be. Um, no, I mean, I'm excited that, for the match for the match itself, but there's no way Charlotte loses. Okay, good prediction. How about you, Dan? Oh, Quick thoughts. Okay, we all know what I think of Charlotte Flair. She's the fucking golden child of WWE. Let's give it to her because she's the fucking Ric Flair's daughter. But you know, whatever. Um, no, I, I. I'm a little disappointed in this because I have to agree with Will. The uh, the whole thing about Alexa's character, it just it's not good. Like it's 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 just a rip off of the fiends who literally who she was with, and now he since he's gone, she has to take over that whole gimmick. But you know, it it kind of no, it's not her fault that it sucks. It's not her fault, but like it's sucky without the fiend, and. I miss the goddess Alexa Bliss. That was the greatest character, in my opinion, that she ever played. But you know, that is what my—that's what I think. Um, uh, I'd have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> but no, so like the Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair thing, it could be good because like they've had matches in the past which were good, but now with this whole thing, I'm not so sure. And honestly, in my opinion. I think Alexa Bliss should win because we've seen Charlotte versus everybody on the damn roster. Alexa Bliss hasn't wrestled against a woman in a, besides like Eva Marie or whatever in a long time. Somebody who actually is a good competitor in a long time is really what I'm saying. So she needs that belt, I feel, because fuck Charlotte Flair because she's the fucking golden child. But yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> They're literally. I feel like they're trying to get Charlotte to have as many titles as her dad. Probably, that's yeah. what I'm thinking too. Probably. All right, here you both. Up next, we have Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, and if Jeff Hardy wins, he'll be added to the WWE United States Championship match at Extreme Rules. And of course, Jeff Hardy does win. He gets a sense of flip for the win, and it was a decent match, but. Um, he kind of knew it was going to happen. And afterwards, Damian Priest and Sheamus fought outside. And um, they brawled into the ring. And then Priest clotheslined um, Sheamus outside, standing tall. So what did you guys think of this one? Will, you want to go first? Yeah, let's take it. Uh, I like Priest as, as, as a mid-card title holder. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, like, I like his gimmick. It's, I think it's, it's somewhat uh, off from the off-beaten pattern. Uh, I think him feuding with Sheamus... Well, it was also great. I think it's a shame it's kind of given back uh, to to the company. I think they only added Jeff Hardy so that Priest can pin Jeff and not pin Sheamus again. That's the way they, they could say, oh, I, I never lost. I wasn't pinned. You didn't beat me. You beat Jeff. And I think that's that's where that's going to end up going. Okay. I would like to see uh, Priest hold on to the title longer, or a, little, a little bit longer, and just kind of see, you know, how, how he develops. I like how he's doing the open challenge thing, which we all mean. If you do an open challenge, you're not going to lose. 
But I, I like I like him him as a champion. I want to see you know how how further he he gets and goes with this. Okay. All right. Mm. How about you, Dan? Well, even though I've been very negative about this show so far, this was probably one of my favorite months of, of Raw because, I mean, recently Jeff Hardy's been, like, in a slump and, like, you know, WWE hasn't exactly been using him in a good light. Like, they haven't been doing anything relevant with him in a while. Mm-hmm. Besides, after like the Sheamus feud he had with him, he hasn't really done shit. He's just been having matches, winning some, losing some. And honestly, I'm glad they're putting him in the uh, United States title match because he had again he hasn't done anything relevant. And plus, he's still showing even in his 40s, he's still a damn good. He's still got what he has, and that's awesome because he's a talented guy. And and that's what I was very happy to see that he that he won. I was honestly kind of expecting him to lose because, I mean, it's WWE. Most of the time when somebody says, oh, I'm going to add you into the match, it doesn't exactly always happen. So I was kind of expecting him to lose. But when I saw he won, I was happy. So, I mean, I'm glad. And I hope he wins the United States. Don't get me wrong. I like Damian Priest. He's a good U.S. champion, blah, blah, blah. But I want to see Hardy. I want to see him hold the title again. I think he's a good U.S. champion. Yes, I agree, man. Yeah, I'm. we'll have to see Extreme Rules this Sunday, so we'll find out then what's going to happen. We'll also be dropping our Extreme Rules prediction video, gosh, maybe Sunday morning. We'll call, call, call me crazy on this one, but if Hardy wins the title, I want to see it on a hill turn. I don't want this the same. This. I don't want this the same, like, lo- everyone loves babyface Jeff Hardy. No, if Jeff Hardy beats Priest for the title, I want it to be a heel turn. Jeff Hardy ever actually been a heel? Make, to make this, I wouldn't call it a heel, but when he was feuding with, with, the, with the American Badass Taker, that's when he was, like, disrespectful, but not a heel. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But he, yeah. he, he, he earned a lot of people's respect for that, for, you know, never, like, you know, always standing back up and taking the last hit. But like, if, yeah. he, if, if he wins, if he wins, I want a heel turn. I want, I want a bad guy, Jeff Hardy. You know, that would be the, cool. The face paint, that would be face cool. paint, I want, like, like dark colors. Like I want that's that's the Jeff that we have to see if he wins the title. That'll be like the I new, mean, realistically, realistically, I'm kind of tired of seeing Sheamus. Like I don't know, just Sheamus is getting kind of old in my opinion. Like it, it, it's not that I'm saying he's a bad wrestler. It's just like I'm kind of getting t- like he was in a WWE title match. He was he's been fighting for the US title for God knows how long now. It's just like. I don't care about him anymore. Let me see somebody different. Let's see Hardy versus Damian Priest feud. I don't want to see a Damian Priest feud versus Sheamus. That's kind of lame. Yeah, I mean, like, that's like, Hardy, Hardy get Priest a low blow, hit him with a twist of fate, pin him, turn turn heel. Yeah, and that would Priest, be a cool Priest, thing Priest, to do. And Priest let, and Hardy you know, start, a, start a feud, and then Sheamus can go fuck off in Ireland somewhere. Yeah. Fuck you, Sheamus. All right, guys. We are at our main event. It is a triple threat match. The WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, taking on Bobby Lashley and the WWE Champion, Big E. They had a great, great, great triple threat match. And uh, the ending came when Bobby Lashley attacked Big E viciously with a chair. He continued to speed up Big E with the chair until Roman Reigns hit a spear on Bobby Lashley and got the pinfall victory. And that was a good match. What do you guys think? I mean, I thought it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was very pe- fast-paced action. 
loved it. But I'm I was upset. I was upset that Roman Reigns won because you just made Biggie your world champion, your brand new world heavyweight champion. Roman didn't have to get pinned. You could let Biggie pin Bobby Lashley. Let Biggie, your new world champion, have a win instead of no, let's have Roman go over on the show that he's not even fucking supposed to be on. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense, WWE. Cool. Fuck you. I'm tired of Roman. I'm tired Dude, of him. They're, they're dick riding Roman so hard. I know. All right. Well, how about you? Well, what do you think? I mean, I thought the match itself was good. You know, you know, you have three three heavyweights in the ring together. Going, you know, blow for blow. It was fun to see. They all. I thought the match itself was good, but of course, Roman's got to fucking win, right? What else? Roman's gonna do because Roman can't lose. Roman can't be pinned. Roman, he can't be not the winner. Well, let's let, let let Roman win because he's undefeated or whatever. Because he's he's the head of the table, dude. Fuck you. Like I'm, they've been shoving Roman down our throats since he separated from the Shield, and it's it's pissing me off. I I, 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 I liked the gimmick when it first started. I thought, okay, this is something new. I'm gonna like it, and now it's old. It's old already. It got old really quickly. Acknowledge me. Yeah, acknowledge you're an asshole, pal. Yeah, plus, them- Roman's so good, he doesn't even need, like, the Usos. He doesn't need the Usos by his side. I mean, do I like the fact that he has Paul Heyman? Yeah, that's cool. Am I excited for the Brock feud? Yes. Yes, I am. But am I tired of watching Roman win every single fucking match that he's in? Because, oh, I'm the Universal Champion. I can't lose because I have to look strong. Yes, I am. Because it's very predictable. And, like, and it's, it's bullshit that no matter who he's in a title match with, how many times he fights him for the title, he's always got to win. Like, when they did this with uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, they let Randy won the title once just to keep it relative and, and alive because you can't have the same person beat the same guy fucking 20 fucking times in a row because no one's going to care to watch the match anymore. It made it interesting. But no, the golden child Roman of WWE, let's just keep making them fucking win. The only only match I'm happy he won was against Cena. That was just, that was fucking stupid. I hate that Cena came back for that, just for that. That was like his farewell match. But Jesus Christ, get, get off Roman's dick. I'm tired of it. I am too. Like, he's been winning championship after championship after ch- like, don't get me wrong. I like Roman. I used to love Roman. I thought he was cool. Now, I'm fucking tired of him. I'm just sick of seeing him. Like, get him and, off my and, damn team. Like, okay. You, you, cool. you, can, you can predict a match. Starts to look bad for Roman. Fucking yeah. Jake Jay, Jay, Jay comes out. Jay gets, Jay gets hit. There's a distraction. Roman hits a Superman punch. Or something happens. Paul Heyman fucking interferes in the match. It causes a distraction. Referee gets knocked out. Whoever he's fighting gets jumped. And then Roman wins. Every well, fucking time. I like I like heels and everything. I like a few heels, but Roman is just—it's so fucking predictable. It's so tiring. Mm-hmm. I hear both of you guys. Yeah, they're—it's been very predictable lately. Um, Roman Reigns continues to be on top. I feel like they're just trying to make. Him- well, no, the big reason that I was really upset was because. Biggie's your new world freaking champion, but no, you're gonna let him lose to Roman and Bobby Lashley. I think the I mean, reason why they're doing that is probably to try to freaking build towards the stupid Saudi Arabia show and have Biggie versus Bobby Lashley. Look, I'm well, glad that Biggie pinned Lashley. At least I'm glad Biggie didn't eat the pin. At least he didn't take that. But 
still, you he's your new world champion. You, he didn't have to lose. You could have had him pin Lesley. You didn't have to have him pin Roman. Well, Roman, I wouldn't. Nobody would have cared. I Roman would have cared because he won the tag done. team match earlier. He they wins two have matches. Even done this match, I feel like to begin with on Raw because I felt like there wasn't too much of a story. Like why they were just mad because there was like an interruption. They were. You know, I get that, but like, um, they should have saved it for a pay per view because I do feel like, yeah, the, a lot of people are like saying, Oh, it was a hot shot move for them to do like Bobby Lashley, and, uh, and I understand that, but like, it's also frustrating because like Roman wins two matches, it's not even like he just won one, okay, fine, he wins one, I don't care, he won the tag time, but did he have to win two matches by getting the pinfall for both of them? That's another thing that really frustrated me. He didn't need to win both. Let him win one. Let Big E win one. They're both world champions. They should be put on top, not just Roman, WWE. Stop sucking his dick. And like Dan said, you're going to have the champion of that show fucking lose? His first first match as a fucking – first singles match as a champion? Granted, it wasn't for the belt. But either way, like, Big E should have got the dub. And you could have easily had him pin lastly. And that could have brought their fucking – their feud to the next few pay-per-views. Yep. Yep. Well, we had a lot to say here for this role. There was a lot to dissect and talk about. A lot was happening. A lot of people did think this was a better role, which I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future. It was a better role, even though I know I was, like, complaining a lot. It was a, It's better than what it's been. Yeah. At least I well, had a few good times. At least I can say I had a few good moments of the show. But you know, they, the shows always are slightly better right before a pay per view. That's how, like, the last last bit of drama before shit goes down. Yeah, and which is really sad. I mean, considering the fact that I don't like, I know Anthony's gonna get a little mad at me, but I really don't care. <laughs> Fucking AEW, the show was awesome compared to what WWE just did. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. No, I'm not mad about that. I agree. I I'm still thinking about um, Grand. Well, I, I understand that this is the WWE podcast. And everything I understand that, but like oh, I yeah. had to, I have to say that AEW no. show was like ten times better than Raw was. Listen, easily. WWE is crap. We're gonna call it out. So no. Well, I mean, for God's sakes, one match in AEW was way better than the whole entire show that Raw just had. Yeah. Well. All right, before we <laughs> before we continue to talk crap about WWE, <laughs> which I understand it's been pretty crappy lately, for lately, for like years, it's been crappy. But yeah, I want to wrap up the show. We've been talking for a bit. Thank you guys for listening to us. We will be out with another episode. We're going to be dropping our Extreme Rules prediction episode, our Extreme Rules recap, Raw recap, NXT 2.0 recap, which I still have to watch NXT. I didn't get a chance to check it out yet. And yeah, so be sure to, like we said earlier, subscribe, like, hit the notification bell. All the links will be in the description below. Thank you, Dan and Will, for helping me out. And yeah, any last words? Uh, I hope Extreme Rules is better than Raw. I hope Extreme Rules is better than the shows they've been having. I hope Roman fucking loses! Yes, thank you, Will, too, for joining us. Uh, of course, you'll definitely be back for some more. Um, yeah, so, by the way, I keep saying, oh, man, I hate that. We'll be back. First step is admitting it. Second step is getting help. Yes, and I can use you guys for the help. 
So, yes, we will see you next week with our next Rock Recap. Stay safe, and we will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.